This is The Hidden Wire Podcast, episode 668 with Heather Monaghan. Enjoy. Welcome to The Hidden Wire's 30-minute power segment. I am passionate about creating a lifestyle that minimizes suffering and regret. The purpose of life is not simply to survive, but to thrive, and I believe we do that by creating a life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Each week, I'll be delivering a 30-minute conversation with a guest expert on a topic that they are knowledgeable and passionate about, with the purpose to inspire and educate us all. I don't have all the answers. I'm simply trying to figure life out, and through greater awareness and understanding, I can put into practice what I learn to further my life's progression. I can't give you your life's map. I can't show you the way, but I can assist you in discovering your why. I can help you define your life's compass to guide you purposefully to act on and pursue your life's desires. And from there, watch happiness ensue. My guests are the experts. They are the people I learn from. They provide the inspiration, education, and methodology that we can all benefit from in better navigating the ultimate life. Without further ado, let the show begin. Today's feature guest is Heather Monahan. The topic is confidence. Heather is a best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and founder of Boss in Heels. Having successfully climbed the corporate ladder for nearly 20 years, Heather Monaghan is one of the few women to break the glass ceiling and claim her spot in the C-suite. Heather's new book, Confidence Creator, shot to number one on Amazon's business biographies and business motivation lists in the first week it debuted on Amazon. Heather is a confidence expert and is currently working with Fortune 500 companies and professional sports to develop confidence in the workplace and on the court. You'll enjoy this episode with Heather, all about confidence. Enjoy. G'day, Heather. Welcome to the Hidden One Podcast. How the heck are you? Hi. Thanks so much for having me. I hope we uh, have good good internet connection today. We have a little bit of a problem this morning, but uh, it seems like it's going okay now. You hear me well? I can hear you great. Fantastic. Well, welcome to the show. How's your afternoon going? I believe it's afternoon over there where you are. It's been a beautiful day in Miami. I've been working with Miami-Dade College all day today, working with the kids, creating confidence. So um, it's, a, it's a good life today. That's what you're all about, creating confidence. So your new book um, is all about confidence. It's called The Confidence Creator book. So um, yeah, looking forward to discussing the topic today, which is confidence. Uh, but first, before we get there, tell us a little bit about yourself, Heather. What do you do? What are you all about? Sure. So my background is I, for the last 20 plus years, I was in corporate America. I was actually in the media business and I reached the C-suite and was a chief revenue officer for a large company. And I was fired one year ago And in that moment, I decided I could either go back and do what I had always done or take the biggest risk of my life and go to work for myself. So I chose the latter and I started my own company called Boss and Heels. And my first action step was to write a book and I wrote Confidence Creator. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I've got a couple of questions. Number one is, what is C-suite? I hear it so often, but it's a term that I'm not familiar with. Sure. So, you know, in any organization, you have different tiers of employees. The highest level you can get to is the C-suite. So that's the chief executive officer, the chief financial officer, the chief revenue officer, and I was the chief revenue officer. 
I'm glad I clarified that. That sort of makes sense now you say it. <laughs> um, and how good it is to be fired, hey? So what what have you learnt um, since that? You know, how did you feel on that day being fired? And then, um, you know, what, what were your feelings? What were your sort of emotions like? And then sort of how did you tackle that, you know, going forward, taking that biggest risk of your life, as you've said, um, to go out there and do your own thing? It was horrible. You know, I thought in that moment, I thought I had lost everything. And one of the reasons I felt that way is I attached a lot of self-worth to my job, my title, my paycheck. I had grown up poor and growing up poor, money was always very, very important to me. So it felt very scary and I, I felt embarrassed. I felt ashamed, afraid. It was a really tough uh, window of time when it first happened, I literally got on my couch, I grabbed a weighted blanket, which is amazing. And I just didn't get up for a couple of days other than to cry. It was, it was a humbling, a humbling few days for me. Okay, cool. Um, I don't know, that is cool or not, but it's, um, yeah, I mean, it's sort of one of those experiences that sometimes, um, you're thankful for having, I guess. Were you thankful through it? No, I was not thankful at all. I was really, I was really angry. You know, I, um, I didn't deserve to be fired. I felt it wasn't fair. I felt I had lost everything. However, now more than a year later, I'm able to look back and realize I would have never taken that leap of faith to go to work for myself if I hadn't been fired. So even though, even though it was painful, it was the best thing that could have happened for me. So now, a year later, are you thankful for that experience? Oh, I hate to say yes, but yes. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I've, I've been there too. I've been fired and I know what it's like and I know the anger you have. You feel like you've been done wrong by. I certainly felt the same way um, and that lasted for some time. But um, through it all, um, I was much better off for it and and definitely thankful that I had that experience. So. Yeah, it's it's um it's interesting how things happen. But you know, twenty years for you, um, working your way up that ladder, uh, it would have been much tougher than you know certainly my experience. But I'm sure some of the listeners out there can relate. But um, what I like about it too is that sometimes it takes these these external uh, influences on our lives to really point us in a in a, a better direction in life. I suppose. Do you feel that that's sort of your direction now? You're going to a a place that is more um, purposeful or impactful in what you want to do. Absolutely. I I used to chase a paycheck. Now I'm chasing my passion. And every day, it's almost strange to tell you this. Every day I wake up, I'm so excited and I get overwhelmed. I'm emotional. I can cry about going to work every day, which sounds crazy because my whole life before was about just getting my job done to get my money. And now it's so purpose driven and I'm helping people and I love what I do and it's radiating from inside of me. And because of that, all of these amazing opportunities are showing up for me. And that has not been the way my life was up until now. So it's really a new experience and it's, um, it's almost like a spiritual experience for me. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Sorry, we're just breaking out a little bit there. I hope you can hear me well, Heather. I've got um, two questions, and then I want to sort of delve into the topic of your new book, Confidence Creator. The first one is, what what is your passion? Like you said, it's now you know about pursuing your passion, not pursuing money. 
So my passion really is about empowering others to give them the insights that I didn't have as a young kid. When I grew up, I didn't know that anyone could become confident. I thought certain people were born rich and beautiful and confident, and I just wasn't one of them. However, when people see me now, they think that person is me. And I want everyone to know that is not the case. You know, I created this confidence. I created this life. And it didn't happen by chance. It's by design. And anyone can do the same thing if that's what they want to do. So who's your, like, who's your audience? I mean, who do you look, look out to to empower? Is it, is it young people? Is it, you know, people in their 20s, 30s? That's such a great question because I figured it would be women because I'm a woman. I figured it would be young women because most of them don't know, you know, exactly what it takes to get ahead yet. However, some of my biggest fans are men. Some of my biggest fans are people older than me that have struggled with the loss of a spouse, you know, in their 60s and they're trying to read invent themselves. It's so different. The the different people that my book resonates with, that the message resonates with, it's not just one stereotype or one demographic, the way that, you know, we like to typically say, who are you reaching? I really believe it's for everybody. Yeah, I like that. Um, a lot of people ask me that too. And I, I really think, you know, the topics on this show anyway, are quite diverse and, and that, you know, confidence, for example, um, you might be in your in your late teens and lacking confidence and need you know someone like yourself to to guide you with that, or you might have someone in their late forties that have just been through you know a breakup or you know been fired from their job or whatever it is that has led them to a lack of confidence and self esteem. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's beautiful. And so that's your passion about empowering others um, to you know create that confidence. What is your? Do you have a purpose? Like, what is your purpose now? And is that a defined purpose or is that uh, forever changing? I guess it's probably forever changing because the one thing I'm realizing now, I used to live in a world where I knew the next step every day. I knew the next job after chief revenue officer is chief executive officer. I knew exactly what that plan looked like. Now that I work for myself, I am going off of my intuition and my feelings And I'm trying to innovate and do things differently and new. And it's really scary because there isn't that plan like I was used to. It's more now about how I feel. And it's um, it's been really amazing, but it's evolving. It's it definitely is changing each day, each month. And, um, you know, I hope it remains that way because it's pretty exciting. Yeah, cool. Uh, So, look, let's um, talk about the book Confidence Creator. Um, you know, for someone like yourself, I mean, I, I don't know you. I've, I've just looked at your profile online, um, and yeah, I could see a, a level of confidence um, just in you know in that profile. Uh, and I, I assume that's the same for people meeting you. You know, they see this this person that's full of confidence, and you say it hasn't always been that way. Um, like most things in life, there is a journey, there is a process, and it takes years um, to build certain skill levels, um, and that could be characteristics as well, like confidence. Where do we start with confidence? I mean, how do you define confidence and why is it important? Confidence to me is really that innate feeling that you are good just as you are. 
with yourself, meaning it doesn't matter so much what's happening around you, the changes, the challenges that are in your environment or things that might happen to you because you always feel safe within yourself. And, and that feeling allows you to conquer whatever adversity you face. Okay. Makes sense. And why is it important? Do you think it's more important now than before or is it, has it always been about the same? I believe that it's always the most important thing because when you have confidence, you can go for whatever you want. You can try to date whoever you want, go for the promotion, go for the job and be your best in every moment. However, when you lack confidence, you are afraid to try things that would really allow you to reach your full potential. So confidence is really that it's the center point and the starting point for everything that you want to do and, and be in your future. Okay. Yeah. So confidence sort of links to belief. It probably links to courage um, and probably links to then action as well. And that's obviously the, uh, the primary position to be in to pursue your destiny or desires or whatever it might be. Do you think, like you said, sort of innate um, before, do you think confidence is something that we are all born with and we just perhaps lose it along the way? I definitely think that media and our society does not help instill confidence in us, right? There's fake news. There's fake filters on Instagram. There are these messages and images sent to all of us telling us what we're supposed to look like and how we're supposed to be. And when we process those images, we begin to feel not so great about ourselves. Hmm. So do you think like when we're born, we have this level of confidence that then we, that slowly dissipates over the course of our life, depending on what, um, what experiences we're conditioned or not we have, what choices we make good or bad. Do you think that's where confidence sort of can be um, diluted? I definitely think when you watch children, very young children, they're fearless. They go after whatever it is. They're not concerned what the toddler next to them thinks about them. They're concerned with what they want to do and who they are. And yeah, we lose that at some point along the way. For sure. I definitely did. Okay. So what is, is fearless and confidence aligned? Are they two of the same thing or are they you know, separate? I believe, you know, in my life, confidence has allowed me to overcome fear. I believe right. fear is always there, yeah. but it's allowed me to reposition it and address it much differently. Okay. So in your personal experience, because you said you started out quite, you know, with a lack of confidence and you've just built that up over the years as you pursued, you know, that corporate, the corporate goals um, and all the other experiences you probably had. Can you sort of reflect back on your own personal experience about, you know, perhaps why um, you lacked the confidence in life? You know, I grew up um, without. So my mother left my biological father. She had four children, and we lived initially on food stamps. So for me back then, things were just dark. It, it, there was a scarcity mindset. We were afraid. And when you start off with those feelings you believe that's the way life is going to be. So for me, I didn't understand that 
I could create something so differently. I just thought that was the lane I had been born in and that's where I was going to live. Mm. You know, and it took, it took a lot of time and a lot of failure and error and trials and, and chances to start seeing that I could actually affect where I was going in life and I could actually affect how I felt about myself. But it definitely was a process. It wasn't one simple thing that I just figured out, you know, along the way. Yeah, cool. Okay. So we'll delve into some of those um, tools and techniques maybe that you um, no doubt share in the book as well. Um, but just you're just going back to sort of that definition of confidence and, um, you know, it's about, as you said, sort of having that feeling um, that you are enough, that you have enough, that, um, you know, there is enough. Um, so an abundance mindset as compared to a scarcity mindset, that that feeling of, of not enough or um, perhaps even irrelevance um, is probably a common underlying feeling to people that lack confidence. Would you agree? Absolutely. I, I couldn't have said it better. So how do you see irrelevance? Obviously, irrelevance, you know, playing a role in your personal experience has led you on this journey. But how do you see that irrelevance um, in modern society? Do you think it's more paramount these days? As far as the scarcity mindset? Just, yes, just people and, and you know, yes, scarcity mindset, feeling like they're not enough, feeling like they, they can't um, have a level of significance to satisfy that that level of confidence that would encourage them to do more with their life? You know, the only statistical information that I have to answer this question goes to the universities that I've been working with and what they've taught me and shared with me, which is universities today have the most depressed population of students than they ever have before since their inception. And they attribute a lot of that to social media and the impact, the negative impact it's having on society. Yeah, okay. So talk to us about that. How is how is social media, from your understanding, having a negative impact on, on society and people's confidence? So what I'm learning, um, I... For me, I see social media as a vehicle to success for a business. You know, so things are different depending on how you perceive them, right? So for some for some kids in school in a university, they may see it as a way to compare themselves to other kids and put themselves down. When it becomes a tool to compare yourself to others. Sorry, I just lost you. Sorry, guys, we've just lost Heather. Hopefully she'll be back on in one moment. It says lost connection here. What do you think about this topic so far, confidence? It's uh, interesting, hey, how social media uh, plays a role in our lives and how it may be doing more damage um, than we think it is uh, as far as, you know, things like confidence goes. We're always comparing ourselves to others. Heather, are you there? I am. Yeah, comparison is the worst thief of all joy. And even if it means unfollowing people, that's what you need to do to separate yourself and free yourself from the comparison. Yeah. So, what? Uh, I mean, people are just hooked on this social media because we like to go out there and, and feel those likes and get comments on our posts. And, and you know, we are so um, manipulative in what we post ourselves and what we look at. And that's, you know, yes. obviously doing a lot of damage. I mean, we don't 
post a picture of us looking sad and looking like shit, do we? We, we post a picture that uh, has the right light, looks like we're really happy and, and in love and whatever. And then we get those likes because that probably gives us a sense of uh, significance, a sense of um, belongingness, uh, perhaps even a sense of um, relevance in the world. Um, when in fact it's it's a false dichotomy, it's a false reality. It's so true. And what we need to do is remember that, that we're not posting the picture of us when we wake up at 5 a.m. rushing out the door looking terrible. So we need to take a step back and remember when we look at someone else's amazing profile, they're in the same boat we are. They're just not posting those moments. So it really is important to unfollow those people that leave you feeling not so good about yourself because our goal is to put ourselves in the best position to build our confidence and feel our best every day. All right. So let's get into the uh, nitty gritty of, of building our confidence. Perhaps you can share some practices and techniques and thoughts about how one can go about um, reversing that in their lives and creating more confidence. And the first step might be just switching off social media. Uh, I certainly recommend it. You know, don't go on there too much. Um, and yeah, try and avoid that comparison sort of cycle. But um, what do you suggest? Where do we start? The, the most powerful thing I recommend to everyone is to fire the villains from your life. And only you know who those people are. They are the people that when you spend time with them and you go home, you just don't feel so good about yourself. Maybe they talk down to you. Maybe they give you strength looks or talk behind your back, by firing them from your life, you are going to allow yourself to start bringing positive people into your life that are going to help you to grow. Well, so if those villains are people that perhaps are family or friends or you know someone that we've connected with for a while, colleagues even. Yeah. So that, I mean, that happens to all of us, myself included. When I was getting divorced, my mother did not want me to get divorced. So every time I would speak to her, she would bring up, you know, you shouldn't do this and this is wrong. And it was very counterproductive for me because I needed support and hearing what she wanted, which was so different than what I knew I needed. It, I finally had to have the conversation and, and what it is, is setting boundaries with people in your life. You know, people will put their own limiting beliefs on you if you allow them to. And it's about us standing up for ourselves, owning our voice and saying, you know what? This conversation doesn't make me feel good. I can't have this engagement with you again. I'm going to need a little space and I've got to protect myself and take care of myself right now. Mm -hmm. And people figure it out pretty quickly that, that when you're serious and direct, it doesn't have to be a fight, but it's really you putting yourself first. Yeah, so making the boundaries there. Um, which which is fine. I mean, a lot of people would agree that that's that's a, a good, strong sort of stance to have in life. Um, other people might think that it's a little bit self-centered. What are your thoughts on that? Sure, I hear that all the time and it always makes me laugh because I used to believe that too. Yes. So I would see my friends that live these great lives and I always said, well, they're selfish, they can do that, I'm not. What I've learned since then is that was a cop-out and really what it's about is when you put yourself first, you start living your best life and then you can elevate and help those people around you. So I flip the way that I look at it. Yeah. It's a good point. I think there's a difference between self-centeredness and, you know, self-care or self-appreciation. Absolutely. 
Um, okay, so what else? What else can we do? Where, where else do we lead ourselves towards creating more confidence? What are some of the uh, perhaps some um, little tools or, or techniques that you have to just give you? You know, let's say you're going to an important interview or meeting or something like that. Maybe your first date and you're, you're feeling a little bit of a lack of confidence. What are the things we can do to perk ourselves up in those moments? The first thing I do is I write a note on the bottom of my shoes. So I, you know, no one feels confident all the time. I don't care who you are. You need to remind yourself and it's a job we can do for ourselves. So I'll write on the bottom of my shoes. I am enough or I am fabulous or whatever message it might be that I need in that moment. And right before I'm going to walk in, I check the bottom of my shoes. I give myself that boost, that job that I can do for myself. And the reality is we spend more time in our own head and in a dialogue with ourselves more so than we are in conversation with others. So reframing and retraining that inner dialogue. I just sat down with a piece of paper and started writing. I am confident. I am beautiful. I am smart. I wrote down the things I wanted to say to myself that I wasn't, and I would read it every morning and every night. And I trained myself to have that inner dialogue. And that really, I didn't need anybody else's help, but it really started me down a new path that built a lot of confidence. How long did you do that for? I did that for months until it became organic. Okay, and um, what sort of do you use like a uh, permanent marker for the bottom of your shoes? What a whiteout pen? What is it? I use a permanent marker. Yeah, that actually my son is the one that taught me that. And it's funny, I had an NBA player reach out to me on LinkedIn, and he sent me a private message and said, "I loved your book. The biggest difference between good NBA players and great ones is confidence. I want to meet with you and discuss." So I was very nervous when I went to meet with him and in the meeting we were talking and he brought up a chapter in my book is about my son and my son playing basketball and my son shared the story that when he goes on the court, you know, in moments he feels amazing and very confident and in other moments when he misses a shot, his confidence can dip. So he always had me write on his shoe, I can do all things. And the NBA player said to me, Heather, you know where that came from, right? And I said, oh, yeah, Steph Curry, um, you know, very very famous basketball player. And he said, no, that's from the Bible. And he taught me something so powerful in that moment that, you know, these tips and tricks that I'm just learning, you know, right now, they've been available to us and out there. And some people have been accessing them for centuries. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's cool. And, you know, we, we know there's a lot of research around, um, you know, changing that inner dialogue up through affirmations and, um, you know, just the, the, the words we use in our own vocabulary um, can have a great impact on, yeah, certainly the confidence aspect as well. So good little, um, yeah, trick. Certainly write those down, read it out to yourself in the mornings, um, put it on your shoe to remind yourself. Um, I love it. What else uh, have you got, Heather? Maybe one more um, practice that you think is, is worth mentioning for the audience to take away? Sure. So, you know, everybody wants to go on a diet and they want to get in shape and they'll all commit time to the gym. Let's say they commit for three months. I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to work out every day. I'm going to measure my progress by getting on the scale. Focusing on building your confidence is exactly the same. And it's more important to do than to handle your weight and your and anything else, because once you manage and really create your confidence, these other things will be more available to you. So I talk about creating a 30 day plan and creating that vision of how you will look 
as a confident person? How will you feel as a confident person? What are the different things you're going to do? What does that image look like and feel like? And checking in with that every day and over those 30 days, journaling and measuring your progress. You know, today I raised my hand in a meeting and I didn't get killed. No one threw a tomato at me. Okay, tomorrow I can do it again and I can do one more. And it's really about, you know, handling that progress, staying committed to the commitment and the vision and watching how you can really advance your confidence. And there's a million other tips, you know, getting rid of saying, I'm sorry, learning to accept compliments when people give them to you practice, you know, I practice ad nauseum. So there's a lot of different things people can do in that first 30 days to really get them to a strong place of having some true confidence. I love it. Look, um, it's probably best to share the book link with you guys. So check it out. It's going to be in the show notes at the hiddenwhy.com. Um, so Confidence Creator by Heather Monahan. So check it out with the links there. Heather, how can people best um, reach out to you? I know you've got your website there, heathermonahan.com. Is that the best place? Yeah, absolutely. You can get me on any social media platform. I am at Heather Monahan. My website, heathermonahan.com. There's a contact me um, that sends me an email, and I'll always get back to you, or you can DM me on social, and I'll always respond. All right, cool stuff. Well, Heather, thanks very much for coming on the show and sharing today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Any final words? Confidence is a muscle that can be built, and it's up to you to make the decision if you want to do it, because in every moment, you're either chipping away at your confidence or you're building it. So just go for it and give yourself this opportunity. Yeah, that's cool. Cool advice. Appreciate it, guys. Check it all out at thehiddenwide.com. Do apologize also for our internet connectivity today. Um, been a few cutouts there, but hopefully you um, managed to listen and get through it and have a few cool takeaways as well. So, again, check it all out at thehiddenwide.com, episode 668. And until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thank you for tuning in and listening to today's conversation. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been able to take something away, something to help you create a more meaningful life. A life with greater freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. Guys, if you love the content that I produce here at The Hidden Why, there are a few ways you can support me. Firstly, connect with me. You can do so in a number of different ways. You can connect with me online at thehiddenwhy.com or via social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to connect with you. If you've got any thoughts, comments, feedback, suggestions, or anything at all that you'd like to ask me, you can reach me at thehiddenwhyguy at gmail.com. While you're there, guys, make sure you subscribe to thehiddenwide.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can be kept up to date with all the new episodes and happenings here at The Hidden Why. If you love what you heard in this episode, guys, or any of the others, please share the love. Share it with your family, friends, and anyone you think that might get some value. If you haven't already done so, you can also leave me a review on iTunes. Simply head over to iTunes, type in The Hidden Why, click the ratings and reviews button, and leave me a short message plus a one to five star rating. It helps me reach more people. Once again, guys, I appreciate the time you've taken out of your day to support my show. Until next time, you know what to do. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose, and in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is the Hidden Why Podcast. My name is Liam Arnoldsey. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.